Hey guys, this is Table Talks with Taras, an inside look at the everyday conversations we have at our table. I'm MJ. I'm Ash. Is it a happy new year, babe? It is a happy new year. Happy new year. <laughs> Today we are taking some time to unpack what date night looks like and dating each other. I was going to say you dating others. I'm kidding. Wow. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> and really what you know that means in the context of being in a new city, being parents, and rebuilding the community that we had in Virginia and what that looks in a new context. So here's our take for what dating looks like in 2024. Hope you enjoy. How you doing, babe? I'm good. Let me see if... Is you talking to your mic? Check, 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 okay. check, 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 I did want to start with asking you about how things have felt for you having a family in town. Because this is an this is this leads into what we do want to talk about. Okay. I love having your family here. Pro cons. I w- pros and cons. Oh, okay. I wish that family lived closer on yeah. on both sides, honestly. If we could just have two other houses in our backyard and both of our families move there, uh, that would be literally that would make me so happy. Well, the funny thing is I felt very differently pre-kids. It's very much like we're going to pave our own way and do our own thing. And we just want time and space to be us. But now I'm like, oh, it's so nice to have extra hands and, and not just extra hands for the sake of extra hands, but people who are family, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like our kids get to enjoy time with family. Mm -hmm. And so it's been so nice to see that on both sides for your family to get to experience like meet Jude, you know, they hadn't met right. your siblings hadn't met him yet. So for them to be able to experience our kids and just what we get to, how we get to see them and be with them and interact with them every day, you know, and then alternatively for our kids to get to know their grandparents and their, you know, aunts and uncles, I think is very important to me. Not a lot of people get that privilege to know their grandparents and be close with them. So mm-hmm. I want that for our kids. So we're big into rhythms. Yeah. So, so the cons is <laughs> our rhythms are completely upended. Yeah. And there's just generally like a lot of adults living under one roof with yeah. different ideas of how they want the day to unfold. So. Yeah. And I think as the weeks have progressed or the days have progressed, especially for my siblings, yeah. they're initially like weren't as there's like a pace that you can go Yeah. when you have kids. Yep. Or that when you don't have kids, that you can't go when you do have kids. No. Yeah. Particularly at the younger age that they're at where there's like naps. Yeah. And so it's been interesting. It's been really f- funny to see how at the start they were like, hey, let's do this, 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 and this, and this today. And over the last couple of days, more recently, they're like, hey, can we do this while the kids are napping? Yeah. And they're like <laughs> scheduling things around their naps, which mm-hmm. is real interesting to see. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, they're... They're seeing that there's actually a rhythm and schedule to not even just like what we do as a family, but literally what it looks like to have children Yeah, and to be cognizant of the fact that like they need naps yep. and whatever other needs that they have. And so it's been really cool to see them be aware of that, but also step into it. Like, you know, in the mornings, um, the last couple of mornings, they've, uh, they they know that the kids have a light that turns green at seven mm-hmm. fifteen, and they just just go in there. Yeah. So it's been really cool for them to just really step into that role of, 
you know, caring for them mm-hmm. and also seeing how kind of what our day to day looks like and working within those, um, I don't know, I don't want to call them constraints, but working within those parameters that we've set for our kids yeah. for them to, I guess, thrive. And so it's it's been fun to see that. And yeah, definitely for me, I mean, we're all out of whack with sleep. Mm-hmm. We're waking up late, but I've told you like, hey, this is the few days or weeks out of the year that we can get up late, but we have the help to be able to make up for it Yeah, because they're really excited to be with the kids, spend the time with the kids. Yep. And we're like, I'll take it because, you know, we have to. <laughs> yeah. Every morning. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm tired generally. Yeah, me just, too. I think it's the rhythms of the late nights, late mornings. But it's just been, it's been a really good time. Yeah. With family, to have family here. Yeah. Makes me wish that we just have more access to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's expensive to get here. Yep and come visit us but i'm thankful that they did and mm-hmm. it's been really good to see them like build a relationship with you know judo for example because mm-hmm. they haven't met him previously he's really sweet with them too yeah so um cool well i think that leads into what we did want to talk about today and that's what just like dating life has been for you How have you been with your dates and the dates you're going on and um, also just because of having family here, we've been able to go to a, on a date recently. And so I just wanted to kind of unpack what that looks like for us now, as opposed to what it was before we had kids and maybe a little bit about what we want this upcoming year to look like from a dating standpoint, because mm-hmm. we have all these goals. It's the new year and we want to accomplish things. So just wanted to, yeah, let's let's talk about that a little bit. And what what do you like ex- hope to do on the on the dating side for us this year, and what has that looked like for us through the years? You know, particularly before kids, and now that we do have kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think I think there's so many, or maybe not so many. There's pressure, maybe, mm. for it to look a certain way. Why? Or, or be a certain way. Um. In the sense that if you're not prioritizing date nights and you're not having these really connecting date nights, then somehow your marriage might not be thriving. Mm. And so I think in the back of my head, you know, it's talked about or put out there that like we need to have this, you know, consistent date dating life and prioritize that. And while I'm not saying that that's not true, (laughs) I think it's lacking in some other truths it's like a half truth in the sense that yes we should be prioritizing time with each other but I think there's an awful lot of emphasis put on the strategy of what that ought to look like and if somebody else's strategy looks different then it's not as good or maybe that couple isn't as thriving and it can feel kind of defeating in a season where you or I are not afforded a consistent babysitter mm-hmm. right now to be able to have this thriving date life yeah <laughs> every week it can really lead to feelings of maybe there's something wrong with our marriage or somehow we're not able to experience 
what other couples who have that are. And it can create resentment for the season that you're in. And feeling like somehow we are lacking in our relationship because it doesn't look like what, whatever that pressure is of, you know, what we should be doing. We should be going out to this. Or where's that, where's that pressure coming from? I don't feel like there's any place. Like I'm not speaking necessarily even specifically, mm-hmm. but even just in, um, do you think it's like a social media thing? Um, I think sometimes in Christian circles too, it's highly emphasized for you Date to, your spouse. yeah. And I'm, again, I'm not saying that that's not what we shouldn't be doing, I see. but I think again, the emphasis is on the strategy and what that ought to look like. You need to go out on a date with your spouse. Mm-hmm. And I think what would be maybe freeing to some couples who might be in a similar season to us, or maybe, I don't know, just a dis- different season of life. Maybe there's a couple who's going through a massive loss in their life. You know, maybe there's a couple who's going through really difficult financial times that's putting strain on the relationship. Maybe there's, you know, there, you go through different seasons in your relationship, and it's not always this romanticized like oh we go out and we have this luxurious dinner and this really amazing conversation we feel super connected that's not what it always looks like and I don't think it needs to always look like that either and so I think when you focus on the strategy and what it ought to look like where we put this blanket statement of it needs to look like date nights on Friday What happens when your life circumstances don't accommodate for that necessarily in the way that other people are saying it ought to look like? So date nights and even dates as a whole is a strategy and is really just a means to, I would assume, like intimacy and connectedness. Yes. And whether or not that needs to include a steakhouse. Exactly. And a movie night. Exactly. It's... uh those are much more means to be able to accomplish that interconnectedness. Yes. yes. And I don't think a steakhouse and a movie night would create that sense of connectedness for every couple. I think every couple right. is different. And some people, you know, that that environment might not, um, in the movie is shoulder to shoulder. Mm-hmm. It's not really that face-to-face conversation. And there may be couples where they prefer that shoulder-to-shoulder interaction. It leaves them feeling really connected Mm -hmm. there may be other couples who want that face-to-face time or there may be couples where one wants the shoulder to shoulder one wants the face-to-face and i think that identifying what makes you feel connected to your partner what makes you feel close to your partner is an important step in figuring out what quote-unquote dating Mm -hmm. in, in whatever season you're in should look like you know as opposed to just saying, oh, well, this couple, you know, goes, has a date night mm-hmm. every Friday. And that, that kind of becomes like then the standard for what dating should look like. And it's like, well, should it really be though? So in Christian circles, there's an emphasis on dating your spouse or actually just talking about the strategy of dating. Mm-hmm. And that leads into dangers of like, you just check off the box and you do it, do it and that should be what causes your marriage to thrive or whatever Mm -hmm. and instead dates should how would you want churches to talk about dating ideally if it's not about just blanket date your spouse you're not even saying it's not 
Just yeah, saying. I'm not saying it's not. I'm saying it's one strategy. It's not the strategy that should be the mold for every couple. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work for every couple in every season. And so what happens when you're the couple who doesn't fit that mold in a particular season? What does that mean for your marriage then? Yeah. Then you're being disobedient to the well, Lord. Maybe not even a disobedient, but like, are you just, your marriage just isn't going to thrive. Mm-hmm. You just succumb to that. I don't think so. I don't think you have to, you know, is what I'm trying to say is that the, the, the date night is a strategy. And I think you can plug and play the strategies because it should be the outcome that you're chasing. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what should, what, how should it be talked about then if it's not just this blanket strategies that you, that the church is emphasizing? Mm -hmm. Again, like I, I think it's more nuanced than we'd like to make it. Hmm. I think in general, in Christian circles, I see a tendency to want to deploy strategies and we stick to these strategies and everybody needs to move through these strategies because this is now the way mm-hmm. to accomplishing community or discipleship or learning to read your Bible. <laughs> and I think we should spend more time thinking about <laughs> for that couple, again, going through these questions and reflecting, what is it that makes you feel close to your spouse? What is it that you need in this season because maybe going out is mm-hmm. is not the thing that you need maybe staying in and ordering takeout or watching a movie together or keeping it more low-key because you're just going through something you know and yeah. the whole idea of going out is maybe exhausting and draining to both of you in this season yeah what is the so what causes you to feel connected and what is the need in this season or or maybe even what is the need and what season are you in? Mm -hmm. So we are in a season where we just, that consistent date night rhythm is not realistic for us until we can find a babysitter who would agree to accommodate that. Mm -hmm. However, I don't think that means that we can't have a thriving marriage and be connected in this season. I think it just needs to look different than the date night mold. That strategy is not going to work for us in this season. So, what strategy will. And we kind of talked about this that actually prioritizing Fridays for specific time where we are connecting is something that we do want to prioritize. Yeah. But not having this pressure that it has to look like yep. getting a like we have to put it on pause until we can get a babysitter. And so sometime I th- I talked to you about I you know th- thinking through would it even be worthwhile for us to take time thinking through what are the things that we could do when that is in place? Mm-hmm. What are some things we'd want to do? Whether it's like movie or bowling or like mm-hmm. an activity or mm-hmm. dinner or, you know, and then what are a list of things that we could do together that would still make us feel connected, but require very little like time and energy to plan for. Yeah. Because- I think there's, in terms of like what we want to try and prioritize this year, there's probably a temptation for us in the date night side to excuse ourselves because it's the end of the week. It's Friday night. We're like tired mm-hmm. to just be like, all right, let's just throw on the TV and just watch a couple of episodes of something and not connect. 
And even that is needed and there's a time and place for that. But I find us that that's probably one of the challenges that we'll face is that we'll have so many of those, like, let's just have relaxing Friday nights that we end up losing out on actually having conversation. Now, like what's unique to us is like, we kind of have the connection built in when we ha- with this podcast, which I've been thankful for, because I think that's been really helpful in us having a way for you and I to still connect, even though we're not sitting at a steakhouse or, you know, going out away from the kids mm-hmm. out of the house. But, you know, I think that'll be some of the things that we'll have to be watching out for is to not repeatedly do something that's just easy mm-hmm. where I think there are seasons and we might even run into a lot of Fridays that look like that, but for it to not be the norm. Yeah, I don't even know that there's anything wrong with that. Because honestly, for me in this season where I'm like yeah. struggling with loss, our community has been displaced. Yeah, <laughs> Like that, just like sitting We're, we've and having displaced. you hold me and, yeah. and watch something together. Right. Sounds like probably what my heart needs in this season. Yeah. You know, like does that mean that I don't want to have intentional time where we are like conversing? No, but do I have a lot of bandwidth for that for anybody in this season of my life? No, no. I don't. (laughs) And so some of it I think is adjusting your expectations that like, I'm not going to expect that to, I'm not going to expect it to look like that in this season, but I'm also going to be doing what I need to do to make sure that this season doesn't become part of our like, like a lifestyle. Like now this is just who we That's are. What I mean. So, so there needs to be some sort of like off ramp to yeah. uh, what can I be working on Yeah. where my time is maybe more directed to like healing rather than these like, I don't know, elaborate, like mm-hmm. fancy 10 course things. Yeah. That yep. we could be doing. So that it, when the next season comes around, like I'm a little bit more able, like I have a little bit more emotional, mental bandwidth to be able to be there, you know? I guess a good check is to ask, like, where are you at in your journey with your spouse and what you need for the season and what would be the next thing that you would want? And so for us, you know, I do think that we both want to eventually have somebody that we can leave our kids with mm-hmm. but whatever context that is so that we can go out because you know from for me the we went on a date last week and we had my siblings put our kids to bed and like we were out by ourselves in like months mm-hmm. and it was strange and it was new and it but it was fun like we got to do that and i was like you know it was we got to go to like a nice dinner place and mm-hmm. all that and that was like fun to dress up and things like that But I think one of the things that, well, before I go there, we'll eventually be able to do that again once we do have a babysitter, which is something that we're hoping to be able to get by the end of this year is, you know, have somebody that we can trust with Mm -hmm. our kids and like with family, it's easy because the kids, like you can see that they actually care about our kids. Mm -hmm. It's kind of built in and we're thankful we have family like that, but it's a little bit different if it's somebody that especially in like a new area when you don't know a lot of people and somebody that you have to trust will take care of your children in your absence. Mm -hmm. And so what, babe? (laughs) No, been sure that. No. So I was just saying that like, this is where we're at and it's, it's good for us to be on the same page of like, 
hey, you know, let's just, you know, binge watch some Chicago PD. Yeah. Or whatever it is. But like we eventually want to get to a spot where we have the option to be able to slip out and have somebody else put the kids to bed while you and I go out for dinner. Yeah. What? No, I was just thinking like something that hit me when we had our date. Mm -hmm. You know, we got to go do the elaborate thing. Yeah. And like I'm getting like teary eyed because (laughs) I just feel like in that in that time, there was something about it that just left me feeling like it feels different. Yeah, it does. And and not a bad different. I don't even really know how to put words to this. But in a sense of like, I sat there looking at you and I was like looking for that like conversation. But I was looking for the conversation of us just being like so enamored with each other, like in our actual dating stage Mm -hmm. before we were married. Like Mm -hmm. I was looking for that spark and it looks different now, you know, and it's not bad. It's not a bad different, but I sat there looking at you seeing like a tired dad, you know, (laughs) like we're different people in that setting. And sometimes I think it's so built up. It's so like, it's supposed to be this magnetic thing. And you're just like, you know, whatever it's built up to be. Take your clothes off when you get home. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying we didn't do that, but (laughs) 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 no, but I'm saying like, it just feels so different. And right. I think some, some of it is not trying to recreate what was, or change where we are it's accepting that like this is where you and i are like Mm -hmm. we're tired we're in a physically exhausting season because we have a almost four and two year old and it's just tiring keeping up with them like we're in our late 30s you know and so it's just that's where we are and so for me somebody's in their late 30s (laughs) you're about to be there so it's just like sometimes i think it's I think we place too much focus on the strategy thinking it's going to bring us to that outcome. And sometimes I think it's just a perspective shift that needs to take place of like, I need to not try to capture or be something different than what I am in this season. And that is intimacy. It's like honestly being before you and be like, here's me. Like, here's who I am and where I am and like us accepting each other in that. Like, that's all part of intimacy. That's all part of closeness and trying to be something or chase after something that I'm not in this season. That's not even real intimacy to begin with, you know? And so I wonder how much suspending and I'll just I'll intentionally leave it as suspending having children makes dating through the years more difficult. Yeah. As a family, because a part of me is just like, well, if we had just gotten kids right away when we got married, or if we had just gotten married earlier, which you know that's something we can't really, yeah, none of whatever. But like, if we just had went straight to having kids, our relationship would have comprised of mostly taking care of kids in the first couple of years of marriage. Yeah, and that's like you know we can't really answer that what what that could look like, but. I'm sure that plays a role in For sure. having some, like we have four years worth of non, well, like child-free relationship dates, trips, you know, yeah. vacations yeah. to look back to in whatever lens you have to look back through it. And like, maybe not everybody has the introspection and the ability to reflect on, 
Like that's kind of what you're comparing yourself to. It's like not social media as much as your first four years of marriage. It was just you and I. Yeah. We didn't have screaming children in the background. <laughs> you know, and we don't have kids to contend with when we go out on dates and we yeah. can stay out as late as we want. And like by the end of the dinner, love, like we were ready to go home. I know. At like, so what late, feels like, uh, like so, early. Yeah. So early, but it feels late. It me. felt I'm late. Like, I was I'm, like, I'm shoot, ready. It is yeah. 830. I am like, ready to I'm go. I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to get out of these. Pants. And it just, I think some of it just is that, is that yeah. like, we're looking at four years that we were able, four plus years that yeah. we were able to have together, yeah. which was so amazing. We traveled a lot. We left the country every year. Yeah. And now we are here at home raising children. And it is really tough for us to be like, I want it to be like what it was the first four years. Yeah. But we have to. And I think we're at, we were coming to terms with the reality of like, this is where we're at. We're tired parents. Yeah. And that's not like a yes. That's not like a woe is us. Like this is just the reality that we're in. Yeah. And that we will take the opportunity to be able to go out when we can. And it's much fewer now because we don't have the network of babysitters that we had when we left Virginia. And that's like just something that we're like, this is this is what realistically it could look like for us as a family to go on dates yeah. on a Friday night. And if that means that we're just, you know, Netflixing and chilling, or if, if that just means that we are doing smaller things... As long as you and I are okay with that, I think that's really what the point of it is, is that like we're connecting in the ways that we can yeah. in the stage of our relationship that we're at without looking back to, you know, I'm grateful for the four years that we had, but that's just not where we're at today. Yeah. And I am a tired dad now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've said this before and I wrote on this, um, but parenthood for me has been a lot of grieving that which is no longer and embracing that which is being made new yeah and this is not this honestly has nothing to do with our kids in the sense that like oh they're a burden or a challenge or it's it's not that Mm -mm. it's so much more that my life looks drastically different than what it used to and if if i'm not careful that can lead to resentment right and i absolutely don't want that geared towards my children because they have brought so much joy to our lives but if i'm not careful i can like misplace that resentment on them on them Mm -hmm. because that's the common denominator of what's different right between now and four years ago you know and so it really for me that's why i say the strategies are not as important to like think yeah. through focus on like those are the plug and play pieces i'm not saying they're unimportant but they're not the essential pieces right the essential pieces i think are starting with the perspective of like what am i bringing to the table and how i'm even thinking about this and mm-hmm. and and what i'm expecting from this in that moment i felt myself on our date wanting you to like carry the conversation to some, I don't know, like just like magnetic place and almost being like disappointed. Yeah. And I had to stop myself and be like, what is going on? Like, think about what's happening here. Like you are a different person. This Mm. is going to look different. Mm -hmm. And I think in this season of our, you know, dating life, I'm just focused on being more accepting of that. 
being yeah. more accepting of where I am, being more accepting of where you are, where we are. Yep. And working with that, like starting from that place yeah. of like, this is who we are. This is what we have to bring to the table. We're bringing our leftover energy to the mm-hmm. table. And that's not, that's not even like, that's like after all of our responsibilities for the day, mm-hmm. which we have to like do mm-hmm. have been done. Mm-hmm. Like that's the reality of the energy that we are bringing to the table by the time like date night on Friday at the end of the week comes around, you mm-hmm. know? And so starting from that place and being like, I'm not going to place an unrealistic expectation on you or me to bring anything more than that to the table, mm-hmm. you know, and just that with whatever percent battery, you know, body battery we have left, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if it's 10 or 40 or 50 or 80, mm-hmm. like knowing that whatever it is, we're going to totally give it to each other in that moment is the most important thing, you yeah. know? Yeah. And. That's why for me, it boils back down to getting on the same page with what an ideal week looks like, because then you can remove any other additional variables that makes Friday night even more challenging Mm -hmm. because the rest of the week, we haven't gone through it in a way that's actually restful for us. Mm -hmm. And so like, evening routines morning routines like having all of those things spelled out and built in seems like overkill for somebody probably from the outside looking in but it's important for us to be able to have those things in place so that whatever we do have left come from friday night it isn't like literally just fumes at that point and of course there will be weeks where that happens but at least with an ideal week framework you are striving for a rhythm within a week that we can sustainably do as a family. Like this is what we could do every week. Ideally that we can strive for that would be restful that would build in things that would be life giving to for you, which is probably, you know, which is different for me, Mm -hmm. but then it allows us to, you know, like one of the things that I'm thinking about that was difficult for that day was that we just, we're living with other adults when they're visiting us. Mm -hmm. So their rhythm, like they like to stay up later than I do. So what does that mean? I can't wake up early because, mm-hmm. you know, there's things I like to do in the morning that I haven't been able to do. Mm-hmm. And so it's just things like that that cascade over into, yeah, come Friday night or whenever we went out on that date. I was like tired. We were both tired. Yeah. So I think building in those other things that remove any of the other potential um, energy sucks, energy drains to what you can bring to the table by Friday night, you know, is something that. I find very important for us because it is like, you know, Sunday comes back around and there'll be another Friday. And, you know, like, so what can you do as a family to build in intentional pockets of rest or cut off for like when you would need to go to bed every night? And we've really taken a lot of time to try and like unpack for what that would mean for us Mm -hmm. as a family. So Mm -hmm. I think that's important to add into, you know, especially if you're constrained in, like what you can do because you've moved to a new city mm-hmm. or now you have kids that thinking about the other aspects of days outside of date night, are you building those out in a way that actually lead to the best that you can put forward, even if it's just the last little leftover pieces that you have because that's all you can come to the table with. Right. 
hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of Table Talks with Atares. We'd love to hear from you. And if there's something you'd specifically like for us to talk about, visit honors underscore dot com slash table talks to let us know. And if this episode was helpful to you, be sure to subscribe and to also share it with a friend. We really appreciate your support. All music is from the OG MJ Tare. Join us next time for another conversation at our table.